0: Okay, so welcome back to our last episode of Crime Crime on on the the Mind. Okay, so today we're just going to go more in detail and wrap up our stories yep. and our crimes. I'm
1: very excited. Um, so we're going to go into the trial. So we did oh, get... Oh, good. I yeah. am ready to hear yeah. the
0: verdict on your case. I'm I cannot believe the whole thing. Very excited to talk about it.
1: So um, this was actually one of the first trials in the U.S. to allow TV cameras. Oh, so really? This It was all over social media at the time. It was all over TV, the news. Like There was... Like recordings of the actual trial, it was they made get a whole documentary on it. And um, Pam, the one behind this all, she thinks that the verdict was swayed by public view. So that's really important to keep in mind throughout this. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I could definitely see it. But, but she's I, definitely guilty, right? I could definitely see it as her, like it just being something that she can use as an excuse. Yeah, it's there, you know, for sure. I personally feel like if there was no um there was no like tv recordings and like it's over social media all over social media i think it would have had the same outcome in yeah. my opinion um but the prosecution basically said that the reasoning that they found was that she wanted to um avoid expensive divorce um and she would also get $140,000 from, like, the life insurance policy. Oh, my God, So when you're married to someone or when your kids or something, like that, they pass, you get a lot of money from that. Um, and that's actually the reason for a lot of um, murders, uh, especially with, like, more rich, high-income housing. Like, there can be people that are worth up a million dollars. Girl just
0: wanted to collect that bag.
1: Exactly. That was what they had assumed was her reasoning. Um, so the trial lasted 14 days, which... Quick. Yeah, really quick, especially... Speedy trial. Exactly. Right to a speedy trial for sure. Um, I was expecting it to be a longer amount of time because there were so many people involved. But Pam um, was found guilty of being an accomplice to first-degree murder, um, conspiracy to commit a murder, and then witness tampering. And she is um, still in jail. She has not been let out on parole yet, however the actual person who committed the crime, he was, um, as I said a few podcasts episodes ago, he was actually um, convicted of the crime, and on his 41st birthday, he got released on parole after, I think it was gotta be like 30 years oh, around wow. that in jail. So he got out, um, which is super interesting. And then the other people, all of his friends and stuff that were part of it, they... Uh, went for a plea bargains. So they basically were would admit to doing a crime or feeling guilty or whatever like that, um, in return for a shorter sentence. So that's what they did for that.
0: I actually saw a few weeks ago on the news that they were considering letting her go on parole. Really? Yes, I did. Interesting. Very interesting. That is
1: crazy. Yeah. It's been I think he was let out in around twenty fifteen. So that would be
0: like, Around the time, yeah, I guess yeah. Like
1: six years. I think, almost exactly six years since he's been let on parole, so that's definitely really interesting. Um, the weapon was never found. It was actually found that the actual thirty-eight caliber um, was his uh, family members that he took, used, wiped it off, and put it back. Like, it was never a thing. But they were never able to find the weapon that was used to kill Gregory Smart. And um, the way that they found out was actually that her friend... Um, was able to record tapes of her admitting, like Pam admitting that <gasps> she had conspired this whole murder. Um, and that was actually used as like a big thing to help like push the trial forward. To her better. own
0: friend. Yeah.
1: Um. I think there was a lot of like talk about she could be guilty. And so she was suspicious and she went, and she recorded their conversation and got a complete confession. And so that definitely helped move the trial along for sure. So. Wow. Yeah. So, right now, Pam is the only one still in jail, which I think that she should be.
0: She should be in jail. She's, yeah. she, they should not let her out because she's no. just going to do bad things. Yeah. I understand, the like, the 14-year-old kid right. being let out now because when you're 14, that's, like, a lot of things. You yeah. don't know what you're doing. And you're
1: just influenced by this person that you look up to and that you are, like, in love with because he yeah. said he was in love with her, which really... So as everyone knows, my crime takes place in Derry, New Hampshire, which happens to be very close to where we are now. I have a great friend here with me today. His name is Charlie. Charlie, where were you born?
2: So I was actually born in uh, Nashville, New Hampshire.
1: Wow, this is just towns over from this event. Have you ever heard of the Gregory Smart case? I
2: have, not in detail, but I have heard about it. But
1: you before. have heard about it. Yeah. yeah, I was I was very interested because I know that some people they have heard about and some people lived here their whole lives and have never even heard about this
0: case. I've never even heard about the case really? until you started talking to
1: me. Oh, yeah, we me. have Jack here. Have you ever heard about this case? I
2: have not... I've lived in New Hampshire my whole life. My wow.
1: Have you ever dream. been to Derry, Charlie? I
2: have been to Derry, yeah, multiple times, yeah.
1: What are your thoughts? Scary town? Mary I mean,
2: town? no, it's a very nice town. Yeah? You know, it's an ice cream place I like to go to sometimes with my friends. Oh, wow. Moose? Uh, yeah, Moose, yeah. Moose is wow. a good place. It's oh. really good. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it's like we get close to so, Mel's. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So you wouldn't expect a murder? No, I wouldn't expect it there. at all
2: because it seems like a very nice, calm town. You know, people are nice and all that, so.
0: Interesting. Well, thank you so much for your perspective. I really oh, yeah, anytime, it. anytime okay so here we are at the end of my case the whole waco siege yes so basically like i said in the last episode 70 people died including 25 children that's crazy i know so then after the author of the book the video he went to go live with his mom who she was very grateful that she that he got to live that Right, he actually lived by escaping, jumping out a window. Oh wow! Good for him. And he got out. He had to get investigated by the FBI and everything, right? Because he was there's only like nine survivors, so mm-hmm. he was a witness and everything. And then, so for like the Branch Davidians, they're still they're still around today. Oh wow! Even though this happened in the '90s when the whole fire happened the group continued, some of the survivors and other people, now they have more. Mm-hmm. And it's actually called the branch of the Lord of right- Righteousness. And basically, like, the leader of that group, he says, like, David Koresh ruined the whole idea and what they were going for. Oh, wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and so it kind of just kept on going today. So to figure out, like, whose fault it was for the whole fire, they had to use fire investigation and so the fbi claimed that they it wasn't them that started the fire and they had to be the people inside because they looked at the cartridges and from they cannot start fires like the cartridges from the tear gas and everything it doesn't generate heat i guess So that's their defense on why it wasn't them having to do with the fire. And then, so like I said before, the FBI put the bugs in the milk cartridges, and so... What they did is that they listened to them, and they claim that the people inside the house was spreading fuel mm-hmm. to start the fire and everything, so that's what they think the cause of it could be. But then everyone in the house, all the survivors, and the people like before the whole fire started, they kept saying that it was not a mass suicide, and that's not what they wanted to do. So, I'll be honest, I don't think that they killed themselves or that they started the fire it
1: definitely seemed like an
0: accident or it had to be an accident like Like, i don't think any group any parties decided like oh let's light this house on fire yeah because that i feel like is just going to cause more problems and disaster like i don't even think that
1: anyone in the house would have thought that was a good idea like as you were saying none of them wanted to commit suicide and obviously they were like the fbi was outside like trying to save these people for so long like they're
0: and the they leader, wouldn't purposely, yeah. The leader, David, like, he didn't even die in the fire or anything. Yeah. Like, he was, like, already, like, shot and, like, mm-hmm. dying before the whole fire started. Right. like So they, you can't really say that he was, like, a part of this. Exactly. No, I feel like no one on either
1: side would have purposely done it. They, The police were trying to save them for so long that why would you just... Kill them all. Kill them yeah. all, and then no one on the inside, like admitted to wanting to die or that was their goal
0: so. i just don't think it helps them like as we just learned in, in class about cults that like most of them do end by a mass murder or mass suicide right so it's just easier for the whole government to blame it on them instead of right blaming it on themselves that makes a lot of sense unfortunately yeah so i think that's it yeah Okay, so here I am with a fire investigation specialist. I have Jack Goulet here. Jack, I hear you're um, an expert on fire. Yes, an
2: expert.
0: So in my crime, there was a big fire that killed a bunch of people, and the FBI had to do some investigations to see what caused the fire. How would they do that? <laughs>
2: Well, they'd have to look at the smoke patterns and the patterns that the fire caused to see if there had been any accelerant from somebody that would not have been, like, from an unnatural cause, so not, like, a natural cause. So, like, human-related, it would have had to been set by a human. And there's patterns when a human sets a fire that shows that a human set it, which, like, you can use gas or cigarettes or other lighters and the pattern will spread up the walls instead of across the walls
0: so for the crime that happened the fbi and the atf sent in tear gas inside the house do you think that could be a a cause of the fire
2: yes (laughs) tear gas is extremely flammable
0: wow wow yeah good i didn't know that it's just a big debate like they don't know who started the fire if it was the people inside the house or the people outside the house so thank you very much jack well, arson,
2: for jo- arson is one of the most difficult crimes to prove mm-hmm. in, oh really cramps, yeah. arson's extremely difficult to prove
0: interesting interesting well thank you very much jack for joining and giving us that intake very appreciated Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to our crimes. Yeah, well,
1: not our crimes. We yeah. didn't do the crimes, that was but not we us. definitely had we them on our minds. Am I right? Am I <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was oh, a good yeah. one. I hope to see all of you guys for season two. And I hope that you guys all enjoyed our little moment. I enjoyed listening to yours. I enjoyed listening to yours. I learned a lot. I learned a lot also. I think I learned a lot from this whole class. Yeah, me too. Miss P, you're great. Love you the most. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye.